Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Slasher Trash Podcast. I am your future Halloween legend, Sydney. With me, as always, is the big, the bold, the beautiful Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. Wow, that was very nice. You're welcome. You did call me big, though. It's a fat joke. Oh, my God. It wasn't a fat joke. So, yeah, it was. A, what's, Nana gonna what's Nana going to think? What's Nana going to think? I I, I, I made, a, I made a, a body humor fat joke. Fat shaming. Fat shaming. That's what you're doing. You're fat shaming me. It's All right, terrible. I'm sorry to my body positive Nana. That's right. Body positive Nana. Yeah. So, how's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. Hey, Isn't we did um, back from Florida this week. Man, that yeah. was awesome. That was fun. Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Yeah, I got really scared in one scare zone. Yeah. Because they all, like, I was basically like a French fry on a beach with seagulls flocking around. <laughs> I like that. But French, yeah, but it was, it's true, though. It was. It was they did yeah, good. Yeah, they all got me, and I didn't like it. It was it, awesome. The makeup, it's, it's, it was like second to none, I mean, as far as, like, the makeup and all the stuff they did. Why do you have Will Ferrell on your phone? The... Don't worry about. It. Don't bring up. Just pay attention to the podcast. Okay. I was just hey, asking hey, why you have hey, Will Ferrell on your phone. Hey, pay attention to what we're doing here. Okay, so Universal Squirrel. <laughs> pay attention. Um, but yeah, the Universal thing was uh, it was really cool. It was uh, like I said, second uh, second to none. All the costumes were great. Uh, the extras house. Extras house. If you ha- if you made, go made made me uncomfortable. Made yeah, me, made if me you very uncomfortable. if you go to Halloween Horror Nights, whether you're in Hollywood or at uh, Orlando, go check out the Exorcist Believer House. Yeah, it'll, it is it'll, so freaking good. It'll change your life. It um, scared Dad a few times. It'll. Um, I led in that haunted house too. I was the leader. How do you think I felt? I had all the was, um, all the stuff coming at me. If my comment that night was, oh goddamn. So that's pretty much what yeah. it was, yeah. Yes. Ah, goddamn it! Ah, goddamn it! Ah, goddamn it! So, very good though. It was. It and was it, fun. And it got it was mom awesome. a couple times too. I just heard her go. It got everybody. It was really funny because I was in the front, and then Alan, my boyfriend, was behind me, and then it was stat. It was a uh, fat girl, Am- fax girl Amber, Jesus Christ, <laughs> fax girl Amber. There we go. No comment. No comment. Good. Fax girl Amber, and then Matt was in the very back. And, of course, where I'm in the front of our group, I'm getting all, like, the main stuff coming at me. Alan got got a couple times because he's right behind me. Matt got got in the back because a couple times it would come out again whenever he wasn't expecting it. And then at the very end, there was a scare actor that got between uh, fat gir- Fax Girl Amber. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fax Girl Amber. How about, how about we just say Amber? Amber. Well, okay, so it got between Alan and uh, Amber. And I just hear, I hear Amber behind me go, ah! 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 I'm like, oh, God, what happened to her? But at that point, I was moving, so I didn't really care. I was I like, know, oh, y'all, were, y'all were, like, running. There were some parts where I was in the back. I was like, why are we going so fast? What is, what is going on there? Because scary stuff. Yeah, it was good, though. It was fun. Enjoyed yeah. it. All the, um... Facts girl Amber, baby. Yeah, all the, um... I got there. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> let it go. Let it, let it go. Just let it go. Okay. And then what's the host's name? The, the host of the whole thing? What is the... Dr. Oddfellow. He is the icon for this year. Yeah. Dr. Oddfellow. His makeup. I was literally right up on this guy's cheek. It was so good. Was yeah. Like, we took a picture it, with him. It, it looks so real. I was like, we'll have to post it. It was... It was insane. It was absolutely yeah. insane how good that looked. I was yeah. so... I was very impressed with that. 
But yeah, so. next year we got to do the Express Pass and get... Yeah, I would recommend that. I, I think what we did was good. We got there early and got to do the Exorcist, and then we got to do Stranger Things, which... Stranger Things, again, it was like watching the season like in like a uh, living diorama. You were basically walking through and yeah. seeing it all, so that was really cool. Yeah, I mean, the scariest one by far was the Exorcist. Yes. The best one that we did visually was Stranger Things. Yeah, I think so. I, I just think because it followed the whole story. And then fun. my personal favorite was... Favorite? <laughs> I can't speak at all today. Yeah, we're doing a podcast. This yeah. is great, yeah. My personal favorite was the uh, Universal Monsters house. It was called Universal Monsters Unmasked. Mm. It was um, Phantom of the Opera, yep. Hunchback of Notre Dame, Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and... Invisible Man. Invisible Man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which those are some of my favorite Universal monsters, anyway. And then I didn't think the Invisible Man looked that good. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I forgot my soundboard. Wah, wah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Invisible Man, at least one of my top three favorite Universal monsters. If we're being honest. Mm-hmm. My favorite one, obviously, we're covering it today in the podcast. We're covering your favorite Universal monster, probably. In the podcast, who? Oh, have I not? Have I not said it? No. Yet? Who, who do you think my favorite Universal monster is? Frankenstein. Eh, maybe. Okay. I don't well, I, I no, really no, 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 <laughs> so, wow. but this week we're slashing, trashing 1931's Frankenstein versus 1941's The Wolfman. There you go. Wait, yeah. you say 1930 what? 31. 39. Is it 39? Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's 31. Oh, it's 31. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so suck it, man. <laughs> hey, I I can speak. I just don't know my dates. That's all You just don't know numbers. That's the problem. That's right, yeah. But yeah, so... Yeah, it was it was cool watching these movies this week. I mean, they're short, yeah. very short movies, hour and ten minutes each. Um, but it's neat because I, I remember watching Frankenstein a lot, and The Wolfman. I really didn't watch a whole lot. I I I, I enjoyed the makeup of it, and I remember getting. I had a book when I was a kid that was like all the different um, Universal horror guys, like your Bella Lugosi's, your your Lon Chaney's, all those guys in there, and it, it showed all their makeup processes and all that was pretty neat. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, very neat. Yeah. That's cool. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff. Mm. I, I think it's so weird because, of course, Lon Chaney Jr. plays um, the Wolfman, mm. but also Lon Chaney Sr. did the Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera. The, 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 the original. The, basically the one that everyone, when you think of. Now, we're not talking about the Broadway one with the guy with the white mask on the side of his face. We're talking no, about we're the original. No, we're talking about the guy that's the, trying the to silent, kill someone. Yeah, the silent movie, the real creepy looking. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very. Yeah, so it's it's very iconic. Universal monsters. It's family, it's family oriented. Yeah, it always is. Yeah. It always has been. It's yeah. family. And then, and then you had all the Abbott and Costello movies with the Meet Frankenstein and the Wolfman and yeah, and all those. So yeah, it spawned a lot of stuff. Universal got Universal got a lot of money, got a lot of run out of the out of those characters. So oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, that, that's why they're icons. Yep. Yeah. Is because Universal kind of beat him into the ground. Into the, ground. the son of Frankenstein, the daughter of Frankenstein, the 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 daughter daughter's car of Frankenstein, bride of Frank, Frankenstein, bride of Frankenstein, Frankenstein's pet hamster, <laughs> Frankenweenie, yeah, Frankenweenie, the, the nephew of the son of Frankenstein's bride. I don't know. There's a bunch of them. So Frankenstein's grandson. 
Frodrick Frankenstein. Frodrick Frankenstein. That was his great great grandson. Oh, no, that was yeah. just that was just his grandfather. That oh, was it. Yeah, Victor was his grandfather. Okay, I got you. But yeah, Victor. young Frankenstein, baby. That yeah, looks classic. Yeah, young young Frankenstein. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. We uh, saw it live. Live live was really good too. The musical part was yes. the musical was excellent. That was done at our little theater, the Jonesboro Repertory Theater here in Jonesboro, Tennessee. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, Young Frankenstein is already one of my favorite movies, so going in and seeing the play was... Yeah, the play was... They really did a great well job. It was, so if, it you, was fun. if you have a chance to, go see it in a theater mm. with people. I'll tell you it's what I want, funny. I'll tell you what I want to go see. I want to go see the Evil Dead musical. That looks yes. like a lot of fun. Yes! That really looks like a lot of fun. And there was a there was a place doing it here in Tennessee. I can't think of what it was. It was a... Um, it was a... It was a, like a, a gay... Um, like play group that were doing it and it was very small budget so i don't, I don't know that they could have had all like the bells and whistles of the actual things so i would have liked to seen it seen that seen yeah. their interpretation of it, then actually gone like to boston or somewhere and seen the the real one that had been really cool yeah too, but, but yeah but, all right one day one day it'll come around here we'll get we'll get to, we'll get to check it that out that was so. a side tangent from hell all right are no. you ready to get into it no i'm ready to get into the inappropriate dad joke of the week I've got a winner. I, no, it's not the one I just told you upstairs. Okay. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a better one. Hang on, let me get my phone to work. And so that's why Will Ferrell was on my phone, because I had my joke page pulled up. Oh! And Will Ferrell is the, is the joke master. So. I love Will Ferrell. Yeah. All right. Did you know my penis oh, God. was in the Guinness Book of World Records? But then the librarian told me to take it out. that is your inappropriate dad joke of the week there are three dwarves brought to you by (laughs) sydney's future therapy sydney's future therapy discussing her dad's inappropriate humor for 50 years yeah back to you sydney yeah (laughs) there are three dwarves (laughs) i love the three dwarves joke i'm not gonna tell it but yeah it's it's a good one all right so you ready to get into it now no, but I got another one. Okay. Uh, what do you call someone? <laughs> sorry. What do you call someone who is a master at baiting? A master baiter. Nope, he's a skilled seaman. Hey, oh, <laughs> skilled seaman! Skilled seaman! That is your second. Okay. All right, go. Go. Second inappropriate dead joke of the week. That's okay. right. All right. We got, we, got a, we got a double decker. That's right. Double decker. <laughs> All right, we're starting off with 1931's. Frankenstein. You sure it was 31? It says 31. I'm kidding. Jeez Louise. It was released November 21st, 1931, distributed by Universal Pictures. I like it. I, I concur. Okay, it you says concur? it says it here on the internet, so it must be true. Yes. Yeah, uh, of course, it's based on the 1818 novel Frankenstein, or as otherwise known as the modern Prometheus, mm-hmm. written by Mary Shelley. Uh, it was credited in this movie it's as... It's so weird. It was so weird when I watched it. Mrs... Credit. Was it Mrs. Pierce Shelley? Uh, Percy Percy Shelley. Shelley. Yeah. Well, her husband was... He was a poet. And she really... She did... I, I read about it. So she really did, like, back his career and kind of, you know, really... Really supported him in what he was doing. Like all good good women of the time did. They supported their yeah. man. And so I don't know that it was a slight at her or if she requested it to be that way. Or no, she was, she was dead by then. So it wouldn't have been that. Hey, it's, it's she wrote that in what, 1818 or something 1818. Like that? Yeah. She didn't even, did you ever hear about how she came up with the story of Frankenstein? Uh, I read a little bit about she it. She was at day. a dinner party mm-hmm. and she was just telling this story. And then someone said, you need to write this shit down. Mm-hmm. And then she, she wrote Frankenstein. 
exactly what they said. Yo, you gotta write this shit down, yeah. Mary. <laughs> I believe he's more like Maddie, Maddie. Hello, Mary, Governess, Governess, Governess. You need to write this down, Mary. You're hurting my ears. Sorry. All right. Uh, directed by James Whale. Uh, screenplay by Garrett Fort, Francis Edward Fargo, uh, unaccredited Robert Flory and John Russell. Uh, the, the screen adaptation, like the story, was written by Richard Scher. Uh It, of course, stars Colin Clive, Mae Clark, John Boyles, Dwight Fry, Edward Van Sloan, Frederick Kerr, and Frankenstein's monster, a.k.a. The Grinch, a.k.a. Boris Karloff, baby! Yeah. Yeah. Such a <laughs> sultry voice. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't talk in this. That'd have been that would have been hard to uh, to believe he was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I must stop this fire from coming. But how? I mean, I mean, in what way? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Runtime seventy minutes. Distributed by Universal Pictures. Uh, budget <laughs> two hundred sixty-two thousand and seven dollars. So it was made for. Hey, Motel Hell. <laughs> That's what I say. Sort your shit out, mate. What is what is that fraction of? Uh, I don't. We've tried this before. Don't even don't. That well, it's actually that is ten percent of three million. Roughly, just a little less than ten percent of three million. Yeah. So ten percent so has yeah. made this monumental classic that got twelve million dollars at the box office. Mm -hmm. But yet. <laughs> yep, it's been selected for the uh, Library Con Congress pr preservation. Are it's you? on the National Film Hit Registry. I'm surprised Motel Hell is not on the National Film Registry. <laughs> it's at MoMA. No, it's, it's not a MoMA. Basket yeah, case is at MoMA. Yeah, it's not a MoMA. No, it's, <laughs> I, that's I'm losing it! That is definitely not a MoMA. No. <laughs> the yeah. spinning lights. <laughs> the spinning lights. It's next to Belisle. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so commercial success upon release uh, received generally well by both critics and audiences, mm -hmm. which kind of surprised me for that time. Well, it was it was if you, if you think about the things we see that are disturbing now, uh, this was definitely disturbing for that period, especially when you think about the things that they that they cut out of it, um, the, the the pre what they call the pre code error of the censorship, when they um, of course when of course when the monster throws Maria into the into the uh, pond, that was very controversial, and then there was a controversial quote where he says. Um, Victor says, Henry, in the name of God. And Henry says, in the name of God, now I know what it feels like to be God. And it was like, whoa, you shouldn't be saying that shit. And that was very blasphemous. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, they're back in there. And so now it's all restored. So you get you get to see that full. But but at the time, those things were like, man, you killed a kid. And now, you, now you claim to be God. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. That's, that's what I was saying. Like, just the things that, that were in this movie that you don't really see in today's stuff, like killing a kid. I don't know. I've, seen, know? Some, I've seen some kids murdered. Well, I'm not like... I mean, in the movies. Not like Hereditary, where oh. a kid gets her head cut off with a <laughs> telephone so pole. fucking bizarre. Uh, but, like, rarely you see a child die in a movie. And this one, they show the kid die. Like, Frankenstein just throws her in, and she just kind of bobs, bobs, and she's down. And it's like, oh. I blame the dad. He should tell her to swim. I, yeah. Especially living next to a pond. Yeah, why didn't she know how to swim? I don't know, that's, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. None whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. 
Uh, yeah, it's produced a number of sequels and spinoffs and has had a significant impact on pop culture. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, everyone, if you see Frankenstein's head, you know exactly what you're watching. You see exactly what is going on. You know the story behind it. You know, mad scientist, uh, hunchback, helper, you know, take body parts from a cemetery, blah, 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 blah. But... None of that, none of the sequels or spinoffs or any of that shit. Like, Young Frankenstein wouldn't be what it is. You know, you wouldn't have I, Frankenstein. You wouldn't have, like, all of these major things that have correlated to Frankenstein. You exactly. wouldn't have it without this movie. No, not And at all. it still holds up. And then when you look at... A hundred years later, it still holds up. When we talk about, you know, we, we used to watch that show Face Off. Yeah. And the guy who created the uh, Frankenstein monster face, Jack Pierce... He actually was the head of, he became the head of creative, basically that Universal sort of made this monster factory, and he made, like, uh, Frankenstein, of course, he made The Mummy, I think, I believe he did work on The Wolfman, and he was really supervisor of all of those different projects. And so we're talking about, you know, we look at guys like, like Nicotero, and... and v Neil yeah, and all, and all these people. all these great people that do these great things, if it wasn't for this movie, no, that, that never happens. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. Yeah, but yeah, and the thing, like I just said, it it still holds up. Oh yeah, like yeah, it's not question. one of those movies where it's like, oh, people say that this movie's a classic, and then you watch it, and you're like, good God, this is droning, like dragging on. No, it's it's definitely not. This one you could still watch to this day and still be intrigued and still have like some form of attention focused onto the mm. movie, whether whether you like Frankenstein or not, it's still just a really really good movie. Yep. My, my only thing is that it takes place in the quote-unquote Bavarian Alps. And there's a lot of English and Americans there for some reason. Because it's 1931. <laughs> that's a, it was, the English accent was the entire accent for Europe. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, it was, did this movie come, I guess this one was. It, this it is was, pre-World War II. Well, I, duh, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> Wait, I was what? saying, like. With Universal, it was the first three were Dracula, Frankenstein, and Invisible Man. I want to say, it may, yeah. and then the second wave was like your Wolfman's, mm-hmm. your mummies, yep. and all that stuff. So, but because I know Wolfman was the first Universal horror movie that had an American actor playing the lead role versus European. Correct. Yes. So of course, all of your act, like all of your uh, side actors, are gonna be very European and mm. very, very stereotypical European. Very British. Very British. <laughs> I was making a joke, just like when I watched the Ten Commandments or any of the Jesus movies from the sixties and seventies. For some reason, all the people from the Middle East, they're British too. I don't understand that, but okay. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. All right, let's get into it. All right, let's go. Everyone knows the story, but I'm just going to read the story anyway, because you know what? Fuck it, it's my show. Uh, In the the Bavarian Alps, Henry Frankenstein and his assistant Fritz piece together a human body. Yeah, I mean, they get right into it. There's no... Not not Victor. No. Not Igor. Nope. It's Henry and Fritz. Yep, which there was no assistant in the book, I don't believe. Uh, and Igor, like we, you and I were trying to read earlier, because I was the, trying to say what the hell like, Igor came from, and Igor was like because Igor, you think of you think of Victor Frankenstein, you think of Igor, yeah, you don't think of Henry and Fritz, but, the, but there was never, but there was never really an Igor. There really yeah. never was. There was an Igor that uh, Bela Lugosi played in a couple movies, 
and he was actually like the scientist. And it's just kind of that 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 sort of that 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 thing got twisted all the way down to what we have now is Marty Feldman running around playing Igor. So, <laughs> so uh, but yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, but no, it's not it's not Victor and not nope. not Igor. No, it's it's Henry and Fritz. Henry and Fritz. Henry and Fritz are PC. Sounds like a it sounds like a polka duo. Henry and Fritz, ladies and gentlemen, from. Kenosha, Wisconsin. Henry and Fritz. Poka, poka, poka. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do the knee slaps. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so they're piecing together a human body. Uh, some of the parts are from freshly buried bodies, and some are from recently hanged criminals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get the big guy. Yeah. <laughs> you have an enormous flunster. God. <laughs> <laughs> What knockers? Oh, thank you, Doctor. <laughs> oh, young Frankenstein, so great. Yeah, quotable. Very <laughs> well, quotable. Well, that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> All right, so in the laboratory, uh, they're piecing together the body, and Henry has this desire to create a human being and create this reanimated corpse, uh, just to prove something to science. You know. Yeah, the, the, the proof that he can he can beat death. Yes. However, he still needs a brain for his operation. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So at a nearby school, Henry's former teacher, Dr. Waldman, shows his class the brain of an average human being and the corrupted brain of a criminal for comparison. Yeah, because you can look at a brain and tell the difference. <laughs> yeah, no, obviously. You can't even do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Henry then sends Fritz to steal the healthy brain, and then Fritz accidentally damages it, so he brings in the criminal brain. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name on that brain? Abby, Abby something. something. Abby uh, normal. <laughs> <laughs> Great scene. Oh man, we're just gonna be quoting Young Frankenstein. Uh, I know it, pl- it plays thing. right along with this. Yeah. All right. So Henry's fiance Elizabeth speaks with their friend Victor about the scientist's peculiar actions and his seclusions. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth and Victor ask Waldman for help understanding Henry's behavior. And Waldman reveals he is aware of Henry's wishes to create life. Doesn't try to intervene. Nope. No, and that's, yeah, so it's odd. So you've got, so you have the fiance, or the the girlfriend at the time, and her and this really good-looking guy, Victor, are like constantly hanging out, right? And you're like, what's going on here? And then they call on his old his old professor and his professor's like, yeah, I don't know. He's wanting to put fucking dead bodies. He wants to make bring him back to life. I don't know what's going on. And they're all like, that's peculiar. Let's go check on him. Shall we? Instead of going, uh, we need to get this guy locked up. Yeah. So, so then, uh, Elizabeth and Victor, they rush over to, uh, Frankenstein's place. Yep. <laughs> There's a light oh, over at the Frankenstein place. There's a light. God help me. God help me. In the fireplace. Rocky Horror Picture. And we just lost our two listeners. (laughs) So they're concerned for Henry. They rush over and they see a lifeless body just sitting there on the table. And of course, it's that iconic scene where they're kind of like lifting the body up. There's a storm going overhead. The electricity from the lightning hits the place. Yep. 
the body doesn't really come to life at first, and then they he kind of like sees some movement, and then there's Henry saying, "It's alive! It's alive!" Talking about the body. Such such a great scene. Such a great iconic. Scene. You can you can you can show that to anybody in the world. They'd be like, "That's Frankenstein." Yeah. So yeah. Frankenstein's monster, despite his grotesque form, seems to be almost like childlike. Mm. Where you can tell he doesn't really mean harm. He does. And Karloff does a great job of expressing that. Because I mean, you're doing it without words, and you have a, like three inches of makeup on your face. But he does. He gives us this this feeling of, you know, he's this big, big monster. But you're looking at him like there's something almost sweet about him. There's something yeah. almost you know caring about him. Yeah. Well, you have to think though. He was he was literally born an hour ago. Yeah, but he's got the brain of a fucking demented person in his head. Yeah, well, if you, like, get reanimated like that, you're not going to have... You could become somebody else. But you could become somebody else, or you could just be, like, essentially like a, like a newborn baby. Yeah, true. True. Where it's like, like you know, like a baby Dahmer was Especially back then, because they didn't know baby, what we know Baby now. Bundy wasn't grabbing the scalpel as soon as he was out. Oh, I think he was. <laughs> I'm just saying, you I know? Think, I think Ted was, uh, Ted was evil from day one. But you get know what I'm saying, though. Like, it, it, it really, that's what I like about this movie is that it balances along the lines between is something inherently evil yeah. versus is it just a learned behavior. Or do, or do we make it evil, yes. Yeah. So, like, you see, like, this big monster. He They open up, like, the, what, what would you call it? Just, there's, like, a platform, I guess you call the it. Sunroof. The sunroof. <laughs> the sunroof of the house. But they open the it up. The sunroof of the house. They open it up to let... The monster, like, kind of, like, sit and look up. And he tries to, like, reach for the sun, and he kind of, like, hits a torch, and the fire scares him. Yeah. And, it's, and as you would freak out, he freaks out, but he's also 6'7", you know, like, <laughs> so, like, basically, I just, I correlate the monster to an infant, where it's, like, if they get scared by something, they're wigging out. Yeah. You know, they're panicking. They're panicking and they're knocking over water. That's right. Good job, dog. <laughs> and, and, That's but, why this towel's here. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying, though. Where it's like, where it's an infant, where if they freak out, where they're in a smaller body, it doesn't cause a whole lot of harm. Exactly. Yeah. But if you're six, seven, three hundred pounds, you know, you're gonna, it's gonna cause some damage. Made to, of, uh, made of electricity and uh, criminal brain. Yes, it probably will. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it it kind of throws Henry and Wallman off because they think like, oh, this thing is trying to attack me. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it, but the monster's just freaked out. He's just scared. Yeah. Yeah, and then it becomes chained up in the dungeon because of the quote unquote attack, and mm. Fritz just keeps antagonizing him with a torch. Yeah. So, they hear Fritz screaming in the dungeon. Uh, Henry and Waldman run down, and they find that the monster has forcefully hanged Fritz. Eh, Fritz had it coming, though. That's that's the thing, you know? He, he was aggravating him. And that's, that's, why, yeah. that's why I like this movie, is that it balances on that line between is evil inherited or it's a learned behavior. Yeah. Which is very, very progressive for its time, if we're being honest. Well, yeah, I think it is. I really do. I think, it's, I think most people back then were probably like, ah, you're born evil, you know. You but, got the devil in yeah, you. Yeah, you got the devil in you. Yeah, Because there are a bunch of country bumpkins in northern Europe. Yeah, in, in Germany. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so 
the monster lunges at the two, and then they lock him inside. Uh, and then Henry prepares an injection with a powerful drug because he's like, okay, this monster is not a good idea. It's gotta go. This shouldn't have happened in the first place. And I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the, and Henry and Waldman, they're trying to conspire it, but then the monster's like, uh, hail to the gnaw, and then goes at them and escapes. Yes. Yeah. No. What? No. Oh, no, 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 you're no. right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> oh! I was, like, I was like, no way do you miss the part, yeah. I didn't miss the part, my bad, you, my you bad. Missed, yeah, where the, so the, they the monster lunges at Henry and Waldman injects and they do him, inject and, he him hit, yes. and he hits the floor. Yeah, they do inject him, but they just knock him out. They think they've killed him, but they knock him out. Yeah. So, Henry collapses from exhaustion, and Elizabeth and Henry's father, uh, they take him home. Henry's worried about the monster, but Walman reassures him that he will destroy it. Yeah, I'll take care of it. I'll uh, take don't care worry of about it. it. He's, yeah, I'm your body guy. Don't worry about that. I'll take care of the body. Yeah. Yeah. So, Walman is looking at the monster, and right before he plans to vivisect him, mm-hmm. uh, the monster then strangles him. He kind of reaches over because he's getting. Because it's to... such a cool scene where he's laying there under the sheet, mm-hmm. and then you see Waldman kind of like lurking over, and then you see the monster's hand is like. Pfft. Yeah, he just reaches up and grabs him, yeah. and then it just kind of like pulls him down. And of course, it's the thirty, so like the the camera moves to Waldman's face. He's like, ah, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, and it's real quick. He he goes out in about fifteen seconds. It's pretty, yeah, pretty cool. But no, it's 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 neat though. It gives you that, or it gives you the. Uh, the idea that even Waltman, he, even he is curious about what Henry's been doing. Yeah. So, because he's like, oh, God, this is terrible. You can't do that. I told you, because they argued about, Henry talked about leaving, getting a heart to beat for like three minutes or something along those lines, and they had that argument and this and that. But even he was curious about, well, how in the hell did this work? And, well, he just, unfortunately, doesn't get to find out. Yeah. But... That's just going back to is evil learned. If they wouldn't taunt him or lock him up or drug him, they could have taught him tap dancing. They could have taught him putting on the Ritz. <laughs> taught him how to tap dance, make some money off him. That's right. Run on the Ritz! <laughs> That's such a good scene. Terrible. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go? Why are you singing in this pod today? (laughs) We should be done this movie by now. Okay, so uh, the monster strangles him and he escapes from the tower or waters to the landscape. And it cuts to this beautiful scene between a farmer and his young daughter, Maria. Maria is playing with some flowers and the monster comes like lurking over uh, and Maria didn't learn Stranger Danger. No, she obviously did. She's like, hi, big gross man. Hi, you want to play with the flowers? Come here, let's play throw flowers in the lake. Uh-oh, you're out of flowers. I wonder what we can throw next. <laughs> but yeah, so Maria gets yeeted in the lake. <laughs> to, yep, she to does. Say the le- say the least. Uh, so... Henry, it cuts back over to Henry after... It, they kind of just show, like, how I said where they he throws Maria in the lake. It's kind of like Bob... Bob bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And, then, and then the monster just lurks away. Well, no, he kind of, you could tell he kind of looks sort of like freaks out looking. He's like, uh oh. Oh, uh, I shouldn't have done that. And he kind of just gets sort of scampers. Not really scampers, but sort of <laughs> slags out of there. Yeah, because like, he doesn't know he's 6'7. He's like, I gotta get out of here. He doesn't know he's 6'7. That's yeah. the thing. 
So, uh, their wedding preparations are completed. Henry and Elizabeth are happy. And they're to marry as soon as Waldman arrives. I'll uh, be there in a minute. They'll be there in a minute. Yep. Victor rushes in and said, There's been a murder. Murder in Castle Frankenstein. Yeah. So Henry suspects that the monster killed Waldman. Obviously, he did. Suspects? <laughs> He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, Wal- All the guests are like, who could have done it? Henry's like, uh, I don't oh. know. Uh, certainly, I had nothing to do with it. I mean, not like a brought and somebody. five, six, seven, eight, if you're blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he's like, I'm not like I, uh, you know, brought a criminal mind back to life. They put it in a fucking monster and let him loose. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> sure, it was nothing. No, no, no. Uh, the monster enters Elizabeth's room. Didn't he come in through the window? I, I think so. He was just there. He was yeah, there. It was yeah. like it's like Eli- like Henry walked out. Elizabeth was like backing up, and the monster's like, Rah! and then Elizabeth screams, and she faints, and she's unconscious, and mm. she's in shock. And then the monster escapes again. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. It's like, how the hell have you lost a six seven green I man? Don't, yeah, I don't understand how you lose a guy like that either. But. A 6'7", 300-pound green man with bolts in his neck. How do you lose him three <laughs> times? I just, I can imagine the people showing up for the wedding. They're like, they see him walk across, they're like, oh shit, was this a costume party? Oh, damn oh, it. God damn it. Um, you got, Bella, can I borrow your costume? Yeah, you got, you got, you got any lipstick? We can do like, we can, like blood in our mouth, like make fangs and like do like, like the Dracula. Yeah. We can do that. That'd be cool. We can do Dracula that came out two years ago. <laughs> yes, yes. I love Bella Lugosi. So, Maria's father arrives in the town, and that is that is one of the most beautiful scenes in all of cinema to me. Mm. Is, like, because there's, like, a parade or something going on outside where there's, like, a marching band. They're having the, yeah, they're having the festival they're doing. I, I don't know if it's for the wedding or what, but there's definitely a festival. There's a festival going on, and that just goes back to one of the things I like with horror movies, whenever there's this happy, cheery music playing, but it's covering over a really dark thing that is really Mm -hmm. happening. Yep. So it's, the farmer is carrying Maria. Maria just, there limp. Yep. And it's just like this cheery music, and he takes her body to... I guess the police station. Well, he's walking through. Um, yeah, well, he's walking through, but then he, like, everyone kind of, like, falls in behind him trying to figure out what's going on, why Maria's wet and blue. Yeah. And then... I, I'm assuming that's where he's heading for the police station. Um, because but, yeah, he, every, he everyone, was. Cause everyone kind of follows him there, and it's like... He follows him there, and then he's daughter like... My daughter's murdered. murdered. Yes. And then... <laughs> After he says he was murdered... The villagers form a lynch mob to capture the monster with their torches and pitchforks! Everyone grab a pitchfork! <laughs> I only have a shovel. Bring the shovel! <laughs> <laughs> Again, they have a lot of country bumpkins in Germany. That's right. Shovel, I only got a stick. Can you sharpen a stick? Yeah. Bring a stick! Bring a stick! How, how long is this going to take? Well, he's big and green, and we've lost him twice. Shouldn't take too long. That'd be all right. We got it. We take care of it. So during the search, Henry is then attacked by the monster. Yes. Uh, the monster knocks Henry unconscious and takes him to the windmill. Boom! You out, bitch. And and the the lynch mob is like, I hear him in the windmill. Yeah. So then they go over there. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, wait, 
There's a windmill. That's where he's at, that son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, sir, shouldn't we check and see if anyone else is in there? No. No, no burn it down. <laughs> burn it down. <laughs> so then uh, they... They hear the creature carrying Henry and find it climbing to the top, dragging him with it. Uh, he hurls the, he hurls Henry out the window, and they light it up. Yeah, he's like, get ya! Yep. Yep. So, uh, Henry's fall is broken by the windmill blades, mm. and it saves his life. And so the windmill is going up in, bla- in flames, and then some of the villagers are like, all right, Henry, let's just take you home now. Yeah, they drag Henry home, and they're just letting it burn. Yeah. At Castle Frankenstein, Henry's father... Wait, did the monster live or die? The monster is trapped inside with nowhere to escape. Okay, and that's all we know. That's all we know. Yes. At Castle Frankenstein, Henry's father celebrates the wedding of his recovered son with a toast to their future grandchild. There you go. Credits. Ah, great movie. Fantastic. When you, why were you asking me what happens? Well, I didn't ask you what <laughs> Everyone happened. knows what happens. Yeah, but you didn't say what happened to Frankenstein. You didn't say what happened or no, to the monster. It's not Frankenstein. It's the monster. That's why I said it. I, yeah, I no only called him the monster. He, um, well, it, it's it's a cool scene with with um, with uh, Karloff running around in the uh, in the windmill. Yeah. It's really neat with the fire going around him. It's pretty cool. So, love that movie. Great movie. Fantastic. That's one of your childhood movies. That is. I'm a child. 31? Shut up. Come on now, man. I wasn't That's, even thought of. My you, dad wasn't even thought of You saw then. that in the theater. I did. I saw. I was on the set. <laughs> I was one of the guys yelling, I only got a shovel. <laughs> I don't have a pitchfork. <laughs> I got a broom. It's made of hay. That'll work. We can can you light it on fire? Yep. Well, then you got a torch. All right. <laughs> I'm with the torches. <laughs> Do you think they like timed it out where it's like, all right, we need the right amount of light. You can have a torch. You can have a torch. What about me? Not you, Billy. Well, they line them all up and like in gym, you're you're on the ones, you're on the twos, you're on the ones, you're on the twos. One, two, one, one, two. two. Okay, all the ones, grab a pitchfork. All the twos, grab a torch. Now go every other one. I want a one and a two and a one and a two and a one. That way you can see everything was perfect. Billy, you screwed up the line. <laughs> Which sucks is that the first part of the group gets to the windmill that they light on fire, so the assholes in the back with torches are like, Now what are we supposed to do? It's fucking lit. You can't relight it. It's already burning. Why do we have so many torches when only three people really needed them? You need my shovel. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, the rails again. the worst people in a mob. Off the rails it goes. I would. I'd be fucking terrible. We would be the worst people in, in an angry mob. We're gonna find that monster. I'll be in the back and give him a hug. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna hug him. What? He seems like a nice guy. Who said that? It's Me. The, man, the guy with the shovel. Jesus Christ. Whew, All right. What's the next movie? <laughs> got my shovel. Oh my god! All right, what's the next movie? Come on, let's go. Let's advance. Let's advance. Let's advance the world ten years. Okay, world ten years. World War Two. World War Two. So we come out with the Wolfman. We're gonna fight Hitler. 
with the Wolfman. And a shovel! And uh, a shovel! <laughs> Alright, so we got the Wolfman released in 1941. Uh, directed by George Wagner. Written by Kurt Siodmak. Siodmak. I think that's yeah, how we'll you say, say his name. Sure, why not? Uh, stars. Claude Rains. Warren William. Ralph Bellamy. Patrick Knowles. Maria... Ospinskaya. You are a brave person. <laughs> Ospinskaya. I think that's how you need it. Sure. Evelyn Anchors. <laughs> Lon Chaney Jr. as the Wolfman. Yep. And in a special cameo role, we got Bella Lugosi, a.k.a. Dracula. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I like that. It's, a, it's really cool. It's, a, it's one of the... It's, it's just kind of lets you know that, you know, there's always been Easter eggs in movies. <laughs> So it's what Easter eggs. The budget for this movie was a hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Yeah, back in the, the day. The makeup was so good. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta think back in the day. That's what this was. Yeah. I know, but damn, Motel Hell only had the spinning lights. Yeah, that's it, man. It's had all that money. Yeah. All right. Runtime seventy minutes, like we said with uh, Frankenstein. These, these movies are relatively short. They're very short, yeah. Because they're made in the early uh, 1900s, so mm-hmm. of course they're going to be a little bit shorter. It's not as like short as some of your silent films where it's like, you know, man drops potato or something like that, you know? <laughs> man drops potato. Do you know anything about silent film? Uh, uh, the clock man. The clock man. Yeah, the guy that was, the clock worker that was hanging on the clock. Buster and Keaton. It was, it's like, well, you know. Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. So you got to watch some of those movies. The Dictator. Yes, The Dictator. That's Charlie Chaplin. I know that was Charlie Chaplin. Yes. You have to watch those movies. Yeah, but no. The, you, you, you know what I'm talking about. The guy on the clock where it's like 20 minutes long and he's just like hanging on the clock mm-hmm. and then the face of the clock but, comes out. But the out, gags, like, but, oh. but, but the, the, like, the, oh. the physical gags those guys did back then were just amazing. Yeah, because that's awesome. vaudeville times, man. It was it was wonderful. Yeah, because all those vaudeville guys, they, they kicked ass, man. Sure. What? They did for the most part. I mean, except for the... Uh, Racism that were in some of those. Okay, movies. yeah, maybe, maybe that, maybe that's not so good. I was just talking about vaudeville. Yeah, like you know, like Buster Keaton and um, Al Jolson, who was famous for blackface. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't talking about the blackface guys. Okay? <laughs> just making it uncomfortable. So I'll do it. I know. Like, like Houdini. Houdini started a vaudeville. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. People were cool, man. Yeah, they were cool. Except for the racism. Except for the racism. That's right. Y'all need a shovel? Okay. Yeah, y'all need a shovel? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so Lon Chaney Jr., his dad was the Phantom. He played the Wolfman. Yep. Very cool. Lon Chaney Jr., the first American uh, star in a Universal horror movie. Yep, Universal Monsters, yep. Yeah. And he was really, I, I think Lon Chaney Jr., re- reading, his, uh, reading his filmography, he was in a lot of the movies, a lot of like Western things and all that. Yeah, well, he was in, what was it? Mad Monsters or whatever. It yeah, was. but it, it was re- really not. That's any... where he got to start. Yeah, that was that was his big break. But he had been in so many different movies um, before that, but just in bit parts. But then obviously this is what made him. Yeah, and he was the only one that played uh, the Wolfman for mm-hmm. all all. And the thing is, the Wolfman never got a standalone sequel. Nope. It was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and yeah. then it was Wolfman meets Frankenstein, Frankenstein meets yeah. the Wolfman. Yeah. But yeah, there was there was a few of them that he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the first one that I saw with Lon Chaney was Abbott and Costello. Yeah, 
Of course, I feel like that's what a lot of people. Got that's what the, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, Abba Costello. That 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 Abba Costello meet the meet the the uh, meet Frankenstein. Meet Frankenstein is, is very 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 famous. Very yeah. Very good movie. Very but, yeah. fun. Very fun. Yeah, I, I love Abbott and Costello movies. Yeah, they're fun. They're, they're great. Except for the racism. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We're, we're already going too long for these We have. We've gone way too long. I really thought this podcast had been over by now, to be honest with you. It's 40 minutes. Shut up. I this know, is my it's, episode. It's, it's almost as long as the, the, these movies put together. It is my episode. So who's Larry so... Talbot? Fuck off! Wow. Who's Larry Talbot? <laughs> Alright, so Larry Talbot returns to his ancestral home in Wales to bury his recently deceased father and reconcile with his estranged father, Sir John Talbot. Or as we say in English, reconcile. Not reconcile, but we reconcile. Reconcile. Reconcile, you okay. redneck. Okay, but, so, uh, Lon, I mean, <laughs> Larry, Larry's brother died in a hunting accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh. And actually, this isn't how the movie starts. It starts out with some hands that are going through a dictionary, and it points out lycanthropy, which is werewolfism, Mm -hmm. and it says happens on the Talbot estate. Yeah. And then it cuts into Larry. Well, and and that's like Frankenstein. Frankenstein, it doesn't start with the movie. It starts with a guy coming out speaking about what people are about to see. Yeah, I know. And it goes into that. So I think that was a thing with, that must have been a thing with Universal that, where they would do that. But that, that's sort of, that's that, been a that, bunch of... That lead-in stuff. Yeah, which that's, that's probably one of the first instances where it was like, it was like, this this film is not for the faint of heart, blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. the big introduction, like how they did on Treehouse of Horror for but that's also But that's also like such good marketing. Yeah. It's like when something comes out and goes... Parental discretion is advised. Everyone's like, fuck yeah, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck my parents. Woo! Yeah, wait, man, I can't wait to see this. There's some guy in the back going, I got a shovel! <laughs> I got a shovel! All right, but yeah, so Larry's brother died in a hunting accident. Could be a werewolf. Could have been. Could have been lycanthropy. Could have been. Could have been the dog that's down the street. He could have fallen off his horse in a fox hunt. He could have had a shovel fall on him. Yeah, shovel. A shovel. Uh, but yeah, and the reason why um, John Talbot and Larry don't get along is because John gave the estate to his brother, and so Larry felt really left out, and so he moved to America for so long that he lost his accent. <laughs> so great. So me, I love that. It's like, wow, and okay. You know what the funny thing is? We've known Chris for... God, 12 years now? Yeah. And he still has a really thick British accent. Well, the thing so is, what, how what long you, does it Well, well it just depends on your, it depends on where you're from, I think, and how deep your accent is, I do believe. I guess. So, and at what age you move you move to somewhere. True, because so. Chris moved in late 30s. Probably, yeah. He's probably his late 30s, I'd say. Yeah. So, Larry falls in love with a local girl named Gwen Conliffe, who runs an antique shop. Now, I got it. I got a thing about Larry and Gwen. Mm-hmm. He full on like stalks and harasses her the first twenty minutes of this movie. Well, he peeping tommed her first part. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He has a telescope. Yeah. In like the attic area, he has a telescope and it's pointed directly at her window mm-hmm. in her apartment. And then he goes later on to the antique store. He's like, he's like, oh, I need, I need a clip with like a, a silver moon on it, and she's and. Gwen goes, we don't have that in the store. He goes, 
Yeah, you do. You have it in your apartment. It's like, what the that's some fuck? Straight, that's some straight up creep shit right there. I know. It's like, And then he, he says, so I'll see you tonight at eight, right? And Gwen's like, no. And he's like, so tonight at eight? No. No. So how about tonight? Eight o'clock? Yeah. Take a hint, dude. How about, no. this? How about this? I'll be back. You be ready. Okay. Well, she waits for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but first, they're talking, you know, in the antique stop, and he purchases a walking stick with a silver wolf's head and diamond eyes. Mm-hmm. Gwen tells him that it represents a werewolf, a man who changes into a wolf at certain times of the year. Because it's the first time we've seen a werewolf. Werewolf? Their wolf, their castle. Why are you talking like that? I thought you wanted to. <laughs> uh, werewolf, the werewolf then always sees a pentagram on the palm of his next victim. Da, da, da. So throughout the whole movie, this this poem is recited whenever a werewolf is mentioned. Mm. Even a man who is pure in heart and says his prayers at night may become a wolf. When the wolf bane's wolf's bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright, I can't even say the freaking poem right. That's some hallmark shit right there, boys. But in the later movies, it's changed to a, a full moon because yeah. you know they there's only a certain number of full moons throughout the year versus not just in autumn. Yeah. Yeah. So Gwen keeps telling Larry no, <laughs> and. Even though she says no, she still waits for him at 8 o'clock outside the shop. Yep. And they're joined by Gwen's friend Jenny, and they kind of go through a walk through the woods, as you do on a date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Just walking through the woods. Uh, and then they see this fortune teller, and they're like, oh, I want to have my fortune read to me. And the fortune teller, of course, is played by Bella Lugosi. Yep. You know, he has that face. <laughs> you you know that face. You oh, love yeah. that face. You want to squish that face. You want to squish that face. You want to put a cross near that face and have him go, you know. <laughs> you want to feed that face some garlic. Throw some feed holy water Feed that face some out. garlic. Yep. So, I just read that, I just figured out the fortune teller's name is, is Bella. Bella. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? You find that, you find that, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah, pick it's, up it's on that It's a cameo. Before. I got and that. And the gate just gave him, said, here, just use your name. Just Talk use your just name, use, Bella. Yeah. yeah. But Bella sees a pentagram on Jenny's palm, and he's like, you have to leave now. And she's like, uh, 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 all right. But Larry and Gwen are like, all right, Jenny, peace out, Girl Scout. They kind of leave her in the woods. Mm, like, okay, we're going to go somewhere else and yeah. you just go so, die. I mean, go get pie. Go go get pie. So Jenny's running through the woods and you can see, like, Bella kind of, like, transforming into this wolf thing you don't really know. And then it cuts over to a scene where they hear Jenny scream. Uh, Larry and Gwen run over and they see this dog chewing on Jenny. Which, fun fact, the dog that was chewing on Jenny, mm-hmm. his name was Moose. He was a stray found on Universal Lot and was later adopted by Lon Chaney Jr. Oh, well. Yeah. How great is that? Moose is a good I thought you were going to tell me he got killed or something. Like, no, 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 no. It was a good ending. All for right, once, for animal rights in like, the Jesus. early 1900s. Like, oh my god, they killed the fucking dog. They didn't kill the dog. They killed a snake in Friday the 13th. <laughs> yeah. Killed the damn dog. Okay, well, at least dog's alive. That's good. Yeah, so Larry attempts to rescue Jenny. Uh, it says that it was a wolf. Clearly yeah. a dog. 
Well, you know, it looked like a wolf. Yeah, so... Wolf dog. Uh, he gets bit by the wolf mm-hmm. on the chest, and then he kills the wolf with his new walking stick. Yep. So, uh, they, then it was, uh, who was it? It was Gwen and Bella's mom that kind of pick him up and shuffle him back to the house. Bella's mom pops in for, like, a good two seconds after seeing John and his friend Paul kind of stand up and be like, oh my god, what happened? And then she's like, ha, peace out, and then she just leaves. She's like, like, oh, hello, uh, people are here now, I got to go, bye. Bye. So, but then the police come and break into the house, they're like, there's been a murder. Again. 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 Get your pitchforks in your, I got the shovel! <laughs> That's my new favorite bit. That's it. I'll tell you, I got it. a show. That's there's our, there's our title. I got a show. I got a show. <laughs> okay. So they're like, "Yo, Jenny just been murked in the woods." Uh, they kind of they rush over and find Jenny's body. Her throat has been ripped out, and they see Bella. On the ground with Larry's walking stick poking out of his chest, mm. and they're like, yeah, he also "Oh!" Also, his head caved in too with the uh, the silver end, the silver wolf's head, or whatever it was. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, yeah, Larry!" So, because he can't substantiate his theory of fighting a wolf, because there's two bodies there, mm-hmm. uh, they obviously like have suspicion on him. And the fact that his chest wound... Yeah, he's like, merely, he's like, where'd this come from? And they're like... It, it healed overnight. What, that nipple? <laughs> he's like, he's like, no, the bite. The bite. Oh, shit. Um, and then the, can I have a lawyer, please? <laughs> the fact that Gwen and Larry were not with Jenny when she was attacked additionally raises suspicions of adultery. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Though Gwen's fiancé, Frank, believes in their innocence... Larry and Gwen become local pariahs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, God, here they come. Uh, we're going to go somewhere else. So then Bella's mom, uh, Maliva, she tells Larry that the wolf that bit him was Bella in the form of a wolf. And now, sorry, Broheim, you're, you're, you got that lycanthropy. <laughs> it's sort of like that, that, you get that STD call, you know, damn. Honey, yeah, um. I got the lycanthrope. I got I got the clap. Um, you got the clap down too. Uh, what? Okay, it's not really the clap. It's um, it's uh, more like a um, a, a wolf, 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 wolf thing. Wolf thing. Yeah, like um, like you gonna uh, you gonna get, grow hair, and then you're gonna. I already uh, grow hair on my uh, legs. Yeah, no, no, you are gonna grow a lot more hair. You are gonna get a snout, some fangs, and eat people. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Penicillin ain't gonna work, dude. I, I mean that that's that's good silver lining you know you know overpopulation yeah well, there you go sure yeah, you gotta, gotta do what you gotta do uh, then she tells him that silver is the only thing that can kill a werewolf and so Maliva gives him a charm to prevent the transformation uncertain whether or not to believe her he instead gives the charm to Gwen for protection yeah it's so great he's like she gave this to me to keep me from turning to a werewolf but I want you to have it <laughs> she's like. Oh, okay, that's cute, thanks. Cute. How about you keep it? Yeah, good job there, jackass. Yeah, now you just screwed everyone else in your town. Yep. So, 
Like Maliva warned, Larry transforms into a humanoid wolf hybrid on the following night and kills a villager. Yes, he does. That's our first, like, werewolf transformation that we mm, see. Pretty awesome, yeah. Because the first one is kind of like Bella, just like, eh, eh, Yeah, and just kind of, yeah, just, yeah. You don't really see what happens. No. So he returns to normal the next morning, and he has no memory of the rampage. 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 It's the remix. Uh, authorities believe the killing to be the work of a wolf, and they set traps and send out hunting parties with pitchforks and torches and shovels. I got it! <laughs> I got it! So, the next night, Larry turns to a werewolf again and is caught in one of the traps. Tra- Slow down. Caught in one of the traps, and Maliva <laughs> uses a spell to transform him back into his human form, allowing him to free himself before the hunting party finds him. Why does Maliva really give a shit about Larry? I, I don't know. I, it's got to be something. It's got to be some kind of like honor toward her her son, as Bella's mom, right? Yeah. So it's got to be some kind of honor. Like <laughs> my son's really responsible for this, and I probably need to uh, clean this mess up instead of. To me, it'd have been like just leaving trap, letting him get killed, and fucking move on. Yeah, because then it stops the cycle. Exactly. You have to break the cycle somewhere. You have to break the cycle. It's like bullying. Break the cycle. There you go. Now convinced he is a werewolf. 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 Castle. Uh, Larry's like, all right, guys, I'm going to leave town. I can't keep killing people. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go somewhere else to kill people. (laughs) Yeah, go to New York or something. There you go. be good. London. An American werewolf. In London, you say? Panic on the streets of London. So, sorry. Um, when he says goodbye to Gwen, he sees a pentagram on her palm. He tells his father he is a werewolf and killed Bella and the villager. But his father thinks Larry is delusional and ties him to a chair to prevent him from leaving and to prove to him he is not a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tie here with these loose-ass ropes on this wooden-ass chair, and I'm going to sit here with you, and I'm going to prove that you're not going to kill nobody. So, obviously, Larry transforms again, breaks out of the chair, attacks Gwen, and not recognizing that the werewolf is his son, John bludges him over the head with Larry's silver-headed cane, which Larry gave him. Yep. Maliva arrives and again uses the spell. John and Gwen watch in horror as the dead werewolf transforms into Larry's human corpse. Credits. Very good. Very good. Another good movie. Fantastic. Yeah. Enjoy Again, it. another movie that holds up, man. Yep. Yep. They, they just hold up real well. They're, they're, they're very concise, like you said, with the runtime. Runtimes are great. The story is very, very, very good because it's it keeps the same pace over and over and over, and it's perfect. And fun fact, the Wolfman, not only was it the first American lead, it was also the first um, universal monster that did not have a was not like a book adaptation. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that? So, you know, like, it was Dracula, Frankenstein, so like and Invisible Man. Yeah, so like an original screenplay. It was an original screenplay. Wow, pretty good. Yeah. I learned that from Dead Meat. Oh, there you go, Dead Meat. Another shout out to Dead Meat. Dead um, Meat James, baby. And what about What about the villagers? Were, were they part of the... Were they part of the, the... Any kind of, like, Frankenstein or any... Mummy or... Yeah, so. I don't know. Okay. I just want because the village is like my favorite part of that. Obviously, <laughs> as you can tell. What about the shovel? I about lost my shovel. 
I got spoons. I count. <laughs> Bring it. I got spoons. <laughs> oh, we got to get t-shirts made now. Oh, my God. I got a shovel. Guy yelling in the back. I got, I a, got shovel. a shovel. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. But Good yeah, movies. Good movies. A lot of fun. Great movies. Good uh, fun to watch this week. Yeah, they, they like I said, they just hold up. They do so well. They they're not. I mean, yeah, it's a story that you've heard time and time and time again. But it's just you can't top an original. No, you no, can't top. No, an original. I've always said that. There, there's very few, very few instances that there's a movie that's a remake that I like. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and let me tell you, the Wolfman remake with Anthony Hopkins. Snooze fest. Snooze fest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah, no, not not that great. No, I agree. Yeah, I watched it, um, or tried to watch it anyway. It was very boring. I prefer Wolf. Wolf is good with uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Jane Spear. That's a real good one. Yeah. But that's not, yeah, it's kind of like this, but not really. It's uh, it's good, though. That's a good and, one to watch. And you got American Werewolf in London. As much as I shit on the ending. Great movie. Go back to London. It's so good. It's a great it's movie. It's so good. But it's just the ending. It's like this is garbage. When you do an all werewolf, I've, I've got some. I've got two actually for an all werewolf episode. It's like Ginger Snaps and something else. It's really oh fun. So, yeah, that'll cool. be a good, that'll be a fun one to do. Yeah, that'll be cool in the future. So, all right, Matt, are you ready? I got my shovel. You got your shovel. Got my shovel. All right, it's time for judgment. Let's go. Yeah. I did. Sometimes yeah. when you count too hard. Yeah, I know. My wrist Too is much just... counting. I like how you guys use your fingers to count, by the way, the five, by the way. I, that's the only number I can count You're to. basically a senior in college, and you have to use your fingers to count. I still, you still use your fingers to I count. I do not. You're, you, like, go to the table. You I have like... a calculator. I <laughs> have a calculator, like yes. all the smart people. Yeah. All right, Matt. I got six questions for you. So, all right, I'll take them. Six. Six questions. Six. All right, question one. Yes. Who is... Your favorite Universal monster? Out of all of them? Out of all of them. Oh, my Lord. So you got Dracula, you got Frankenstein, you got Invisible Man, you got The Mummy, you got Jekyll and Hyde, you got Phantom of the Opera, Bride of Frankenstein, you got... Creature from the Black Lagoon. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Which is known as Gill Man, by the way. Um, Gill Man? Gill Man, yes. So stupid. I know, it sounds like the last name of a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, you got the Wolfman. Got... Gilman and Gilman and Associates. Gilman and Attorneys um, at Law. <laughs> um, you know, I always liked the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I do too. I always like that story. I just think it's a great story. Um, because it's, yeah, it's it's just so cool, man. It's like deals with dual personality type stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that one. Uh, out of all of them, if I had to pick up, out of all of them would be Jekyll and Hyde. Okay, great. Yeah, mine's Wolfman, yeah. but I mean, it's just because I, I yeah. just love Jekyll and Hyde, and I would say probably Frankenstein close second. Yeah, my my close second is probably Invisible Man. Okay. Only because only I like that, too, where it's just like an experiment gone wrong. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the majority of these movies now that I think about oh, it. Oh, that's, yeah, that's most of them, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Question two. This is a long one. Sorry. Okay. If you had to create a Frankenstein-like monster out of your immediate family members, which are me. I know who my immediate best, family are. The best co-host in the world, yep. Sid the Kid Townsend. Hmm. Fax Girl Amber. Yep. Number one fan Terry. Yep. And body positive Nana. Okay. What parts would you take from each of us? One part from each person. Oh my god, that would be the shortest fucking monster <laughs> in the history of monsters. <laughs> Jesus. Alright. You had to take one part from each of us. Okay. So, let's see. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Nana's alcoholism. No. <laughs> just kidding, Nana. I'm no, just kidding. we're taking body parts, right? We're not taking. Yeah, you can any take of... body parts or personality. I don't care. Either, no, either no you have to take. But you can't cut out somebody's personality. Um, your mom's feet definitely. We need a good, <laughs> good long, a good base, a good stable base. <laughs> I hope you heard that upstairs. Uh, let's see. Uh, see, it was, so I would just so with that, then I would take. Uh, I would go with your short arms and Terry's short legs. <laughs> just because they're short. And I think you're probably, your arms are probably a little bit stronger than Terry's. And but, but she'd have a good solid base there. And uh, I would take Nana's lovely head. Because her brain is so perfect and witty. <laughs> yeah, okay. What about personality-wise? What would you take from... Like, Mine? No, <laughs> Maybe like I'd give up my own personality. From, like, the four of us. What would you take from, like, the four of us? You know, like, my sense of humor, Terry's uh, smoking habits. <laughs> Let's see. I would I would take Terry's, like, love of sports, because I do like the sports thing. Okay. I would take uh, Nana's gaming skills, because she does well in, like, the, the board games and the, the, the skippos. What the and fuck, the, man? And the trivia stuff and all that. I would take um, your singing abilities because I, I, enjoy, I enjoy a good tune. Yes, it's very nice. Uh, and I would take your mother's sense of uh, decorating. That's your, actually pretty good. Your mom decorates very nice. Yeah, I agree. See, I look agree. at that. Look at See, that. don't act like I don't know. I was just saying. And she got some big ass feet, too. <laughs> it's like you realize that monster would look like a Funko Pop. It would. It would be, it would, it would be so. Funny. It would be a big head, oh tiny God. arms, tiny body, tiny legs, big ass feet. There you go. <laughs> We'd look like a human duck. It would. It'd be like Donald Duck. Oh my God. Uh, okay. Question three: Which movie do you think had the better story? The better story? Yeah. Frankenstein. Okay. I think so. I think the, the Mary Shelley, and so the Mary Shelley book is not. Well, it, it's it. So, so the Frankenstein movie itself does take a lot of it from the book, but the book is definitely more detailed than things. Um, I think Kenneth Branagh did his Frankenstein that had Robert De Niro in it, and I think that was directly from the book. And you can see that's far different of a movie than than what this is. Um, but I, I just I just like the Frankenstein story. So. All right, question four. What celebrity do you think is a werewolf from real life, and why is it Tom Cruise? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> it, it probably is, because I don't think I've ever seen Tom Cruise out at night. <laughs> so he probably is. But he'd be like a, he'd be like a um, you know, like a... Like when you have a, a normal dog, and then you have like a so you have a full size poodle and a miniature poodle. He'd be like the miniature werewolf because he's like five foot four, um, and he just looks like a damn werewolf. He does. His face looks like a damn werewolf. 
And he's a Scientologist. I was going to say Christopher Walken, but I figured that was too mean. Yeah, no, Christopher Walken's not a werewolf. He's like a vampire. He's a vampire. Yeah, he's definitely a vampire. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, question five. Which do you prefer? Frankie Boris or Grinch Boris? Oh, Grinch Boris. I think Grinch Boris, definitely. That that voice, that, that voice is so iconic. When when that comes on at Christmas, you just sit there and you watch it. You're just like, oh, fuck, I gotta watch this because, you know, that's... It's it, just a soulful it's, it's voice. It's just that voice. I just love the voice. The, the voice is perfect for the Grinch. Yeah. Now, he did, now, don't get me wrong, he did a fantastic job as Frankenstein, but the Grinch voice to me is just, I love it. All right, question six. Which movie is this week's Slash? Uh, this week's Slash is actually really hard to pick because I enjoyed both these movies. Um, but I will say it is Frankenstein. Yeah, I, I, uh, you knew, I, I knew you were going to say you're, that, yeah. I knew you were gonna say yeah, Frankenstein. Frankenstein's it. Um, it's just because it is, other than Dracula, it is the, the top dog as far as these movies go. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Dracula's overrated. Oh, yeah, Dracula's overrated, definitely. But but at the time, though, there was nothing else like it. Oh, other yeah. than Nos- Nosferatu. Yeah. Um, but, Uh-oh. Yeah. Nosferatu. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just like Frankenstein. I always have. I always enjoyed watching that movie. I try to watch it. You know, I wouldn't say I watch it quite often, but I do. I have been known to watch it from time to time. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I just love the movie. He's not to break a shovel. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just what I like the villagers to go out there. And get your shovels out of here! And your pitchforks and your torches. And your golf clubs. Get your golf club. I got a spoon! I got a spoon! <laughs> Alright, and your winner for this week. Congratulations to director James Whale, screenplay Garrett Fort, Francis Edward Farago. By the way, all these people are dead, so R.I.P. Well, to you guys. R.I.P. to everybody. Um, Robert Flory, John Russell, uh, Mary Shelley, who wrote the novel Frankenstein, not Mrs. Percy Shelley. It's the same Mary, person. It's Mary Shelley. Say her freaking name. Say her name. Say her name. Uh, stars Colin Clive, May Clark, John Boyles, Dwight Fry, Edward Van Sloan, Frederick Kerr, and the one and only Boris Karloff. Your 1931 American pre-code science fiction horror film Frankenstein is this week's slash. And where there's a winner, there must also be a loser. Take away, Matt. Don't say it! Don't do it! Don't do it! This one's my favorite! No! As if World War II wasn't enough in 41. <laughs> but I do apologize to Kurt so- How do we say his name? Soydmack? Soydmack. Sure, why not? Kurt Soydmack. Um, uh Director George Wagner. Uh, Claude Rains. Warren William. Ralph Bellamy. Patrick Knowles. The cameo of all cameos, Bell Lugosi. And the great Lon Chaney Jr., your 1941 American horror film, The Wolfman, is this week's trash. Which I think is such bullshit. Yeah, but hey, somebody's got to lose this week. So there's two. I know, I know. All right, dude, give me some. You got, you got shout outs? I do have shout outs. Do some shout outs. I got, I got, I got, I got to pull some stuff up here for next week. Okay. Um, at Mr. Filmstock, Anthony, future Oscar winner. Uh, he's funny. He posts a lot of good stuff. Uh, at, oh, hey, it's Chase. Chase posts some pretty funny stuff, too. Yeah, I'm just I'm just picking random people this week. Uh, at Horror Hammer 1. Hammer Horror Films. <laughs> I like that. 
I like I like your Twitter handle or your X handle. Whatever. Wait, Hammer Horror, like the 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 old Hammer Horror films. Hammer Horror is a very famous horror um, production company. Yeah, I guess. Okay, I well know. then there you go. I'm picking right. people on Twitter, man. I'm All not. Right. All right, good. I'm good not job. doing anybody specific. Good job. At Dracula's wife, uh, Vampira Rarnstein. Sure. Sure. Let's let's go with that. At Barely Ashley. <laughs> Barely Ashley again. Ashley, we love you. We love you here. At Gringo. Gringo Fantastico. Gringo, my man. Uh, What else is uh, Joe Bob this week? Yeah, we got Joe Bob Friday well, night. Well, it'll be Halloween. La- it'll be Halloween, baby. It's Halloween time. It'll be last week, which is sad. Yep. But, you know, it's fine. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, no, that's not it. That's not it. Our, per- our ex is at Slasher Trash Pod. At Slasher Trash Pod. My personal ex is at Sid Towns twelve twenty one, and my Twitter is at T N Godfather F O D D E R. By the way, go Vols this weekend against Alabama and the Phillies. I hope you won tonight. I really don't know. You were tied when I was checking it out, but go Phillies too. Go Phillies. Yeah. So fanatics. All right, let's do it. Okay. Come on, give well, give us the things for well, next here we, week. Well, here we go. Here's what we got. So we, we decided when we planned this, we we're going to oh, do, yeah. do our Halloween episode. Halloween! Yep. The so, best time of the year. So we've come up with two films that we are not... We, I don't think we should do Slasher Trash on them. I think we should just cover them and talk about them because these are two iconic films. One's from my generation, one's from your generation. The These are anthology but movies. But funnily enough, I picked the one from your generation. I know, and, and I picked the one, one from it's, mine. It's funny, yeah. So... You cover you cover yours that you want to cover, and I'll cover mine. How about that? Okay. Well, then the good because I want to cover I want to cover the one from my generation. What uh, are you talking about? No, the one that I picked. Oh, okay. Well, you're taking that one then, right? Yeah. The one from my generation. All right. Yes. Well, I'm let let that me jump one. out of the way. Let me jump screens here. Okay. Good. I'll yeah. Do so it. you just you talk about which one that you're picking, and okay. then I got you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm picking the 2007 American anthology horror. Comedy film, comedy, my ass. Um, <laughs> written and directed by Michael Daughtery. Uh, 2007 Trick or Treat. Starring Sam. Starring Sam. I love Sam. You love Sam. I do. Yeah. You, I think you have a fetish for yeah. Sam. I, just, I, I like this movie because it ties everything, the, the four stories all tie together. I had Nick at work watch this the other day. And he's not a big horror movie fan. He was like, I liked that. It was good. It was neat. It's the way everything twisted together. I was like, yeah, it's, it's very cool. Yeah. So that's the movie I'm going to cover. So what movie are you going to cover? All right. So, mine's from your generation, there you go. obviously. I love it. It has spawned off a great television series. Yes. Yeah, it I watched an episode of, of that today, by the way. I gotta very, very watch good. it. I gotta watch it. Don't say anything. There's a really good episode on there. Don't really say anything. Good. We are doing the 1982 American Horror Comedy Anthology Film. Creep Show, directed by George A. Romero and written by Stephen King, making his it. film screenwriting debut. Heavy hitters. That's I love Creep Show. Yeah. Freaking love Creep Show. Right. And we have we have some we have some mixed bag things going on. Oh no, we don't have any mixed bag things. I, I have it planned, and you I'm gonna, have it planned? I'm putting I'm putting it on pod right now. Okay. Because I asked you if you could record on Halloween. Yeah. You said yes. You can record on Halloween. I didn't say yes. I said I could I could try. Okay. Well, can you record on Halloween? Uh, I guess I have to now. It's after 6 p.m. You get off at 6 p.m. We can record at night. Yeah. Good, because we're going to play a few games with it. Oh, God damn it. No, nothing, nothing bad. <laughs> God damn it. But you know what we're going to do? What? We're going to go live. We're going live. We're going to go live on X, on the X uh, spaces. Yeah. I'm going to figure out how we can do it, and we're going to do it live. We're going to do it live All and right. record it and then post it the next day. 
Okay, that's wow. All right. <laughs> what do you think of that? I like it. I okay. like that idea. If we can't pull it off, we can't pull it off. No big deal. But I think we, we can should, pull it off. I think we should try it. I think it'll be fun. We can pull it off though. I think so. Yeah, just get so. one of our phones hooked up and. Yeah, we can. We, we'll figure out how the dinosaur this thing together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I like thought it. of that today. I was like. I know what we're going to do. I like that idea. We're going live, baby. We're going live. I like that idea. Good job. Yeah, we'll, see, Good. we'll see what happens. So. Good job. Good idea. All right. I'm done. I go upstairs. I got to go watch the poop, baby. If you... If you, if you <laughs> Almost poop, paradise. Poop, baby. You have to watch uh, Bachelor in Paradise to understand poop, baby. So, you got anything else? No, I got nothing right. else. Good. I'm tired. I am too. I'm ready to go. All right. Everyone take care. God bless. Sid, love you. This has been Slash or Trash. Grab your shovel! <laughs>